everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ruling the Games. This is episode four, which is actually part two of my series on stacking. Uh, for those of you that listened to the previous episode, you know that I was joined by two super stackers and we got deep into a discussion on stacking. And there's still so much great ground to cover, so I asked them both to hang around a bit longer and to continue the conversation. Um, once again, though, um, after we progressed through it, uh, Skype had other plans for us, and so we we lost our discussion. So we, we've been having this conversation for hours, and I, I feel a little like Groundhog Day, so I'm kind of yeah. going to forget what, what I've already <laughs> asked or, or what uh, insanity I've already exposed about myself. So we're going to try this, though, one more time. So back with me again are Doug and Andrew. Welcome, guys. How's it going? Great to be on again. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your patience and perseverance. This has uh, been the most challenging podcast to get out with technical difficulties, so I really ap- appreciate um, your time today. So um, without any further ado, Andrew, let's um, get talking with you and um, walk us through and explain what is a super stack and how do you do it? Sure. Well, basically, a super what, the idea of a super stack, we're talking about making a stack of buildings that's the densest possible stack you can make. And um, back back in the day, maybe uh, six months ago, most of the stacks you would see were just people lining up buildings in just one straight line. And it was really easy to continue stacking onto that once you got back into the game. You just you, you know you just highlight the building at the end of the line and start adding onto that. And then once that line was done, you just start a new line right next to that. And that that saved a lot of space. But there is still you'd have just like a ton of lines of buildings taking up most of your realm, and that wasn't really ideal. And so recently, people have been um, getting more into trying to figure out super stacking, which is taking those lines and actually putting the lines on top of each other. So you just have a huge mass of buildings that's using as little space as possible. Very good. And so that allows folks to just get more, basically, more into the space. So whereas regular stacking is is a design tool, this is pretty much just being able to earn more coin and XP using the smallest amount of space with the fewest number of realms possible. Exactly. But even if you if you even if you aren't really into that whole stacking scene, you want to save most of your realm for design maybe or exactly. for more space to add further buildings, and so you don't really want to worry about these huge lines of buildings um, taking up most of your realms. You just want to put them off in one corner so you don't really have to think about them. Exactly, which is why I am so desperate to learn to do this, because what I'd like to be able to do is just is reduce the number of realms that I'm using right now to earn coin and XP, because a lot of the stuff that I build with doesn't earn you know very much or or um, at all even and so if I can just reduce the number of realms where I have stuff idling um, or earning you know more coin and XP then that'll just free up more space for me to play around in so that's exactly so once you learn how to super, once you learn how to super stack you're gonna design more yeah. theoretically like with your empty realms <laughs> theoretically that's the idea but oh, we can I, look forward to that in what 2013 <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be, well I also want to get I need a, I think I also need an iPad 3 so that's my other thing eventually I'm going to get back to building oh you're such a <laughs> 
Um, anyway, I'm filtering because I have, for this podcast series, I denoted that it was um, clean and uh, no parental um, uh, <laughs> approval. So I, I realized this isn't like, you know, my, <laughs> this isn't like chat, you know, right? Or the, or the, uh, or email where you can kind of say whatever you want. So anyway, uh, thank you, Doug. Thank you for pointing that out. You're welcome. <laughs> so Andrew, now, okay, so we, now we understand what a super stack is. Walk us through how you do one. Sure. Well, actually, um, like I was saying, those those lines that people used to do, it was really easy to get them uh, to continue them. You know, once you reload a realm, those buildings are all like taking up that space again. So continuing just a line, you just have to highlight that building at the very end of the line and add on to that. But it's actually a lot easier than some people um, might realize to do the same thing continuing a super stack. Because if I could just explain some of the mechanics behind uh, stacking to begin with. When you first load a realm, um, all of the buildings, pretty much all the all the space that the buildings are taking are just they're just they're just space that's being taken up. They're not really because of this particular building or something like that. So if you have if you've got a, a line of buildings and you want to free up that space to begin stacking on top of it, you don't actually have to highlight every single building in that line. What you can do is just just highlight it in such a way that the the footprints that your highlighted buildings make are either touching or overlapping. And just by doing that, all the space underneath them is already freed up, and you can just start stacking right onto that. Real quick, Andrew, is that a is that a new thing that uh, is just recent? Or is that always how it's been? Actually, yeah, I think I think it's always been like that. And yeah, and and so it just I guess it it took a while for super stacking to catch on, but it was it was always the the same amount of difficulty and the the same mechanics were still there. But now more people more people have caught on to it and are doing it a lot more. Right, and there's um there's a YouTube video by Tails on that as well because I didn't know that as of. Maybe a month ago, I was talking to Tails and Chad, and he mentioned that, and I kept trying it over and over again, and I just, I, I just couldn't figure it out, or I was doing it incorrectly. So he made a little video, and then, like I said, uh, made a little snarky comment to me at the end of it, but posted it on YouTube for me, and I was able to do it. And what you were saying is, is um, you know, you look at the base of the building when when you when you darken the building, and you see it, and you just have to make sure that the the other item you touch is within the base of that building. Is that is that how you do it? Yeah, exactly. And once you, if you've if you've been working with a certain building for a while, for example, the the tailor shops, um, you can you can just know like how many how many buildings you actually have to highlight. Maybe it's for tailor shops. I think it's every four buildings. You just have to highlight every four, and that'll cover everything. Right for mining camps, which are a little bigger because of their you know little tent area at the end or whatever it is. It's about once once every six or seven buildings, and for Ancient lighthouses, I do about once every fifth building, I think. Mm-hmm. So, so that makes are, it easier because I thought you had to go through and highlight, you know, or darken every single one of them, but you really don't. Yeah, but yeah. So it's it's very, very easy to just get in and just get that whole you, – you basically just, just want to – whatever outer corner, uh, whatever outer border you want to add on to, just highlight along that outer border, and that's really all you have to do to get going again. Right, and if you, for instance, have ended up where you don't have an even amount, for instance, let's say let's say your your super stack is thirty, you're trying to do like a thirty by sixty super stack, and you've only done twenty, you know, twenty eight items or whatever. 
you just have to go back into the inside, the, the 27th line, if that makes sense, and, and highlight that first one. At least that's how it usually works for me. Mm-hmm. So, Doug, walk us through stacking lighthouses and where do you, um, when you super stack, where do you start in the realm? Well, when looking at the realm, you know, it's a, it's a, an angled square. I start at the very top corner of the, um, of the realm and I, and I continue along the, the upper, what I call it the upper right border going straight down. So I'm not, I'm not I'm stacking my ancient lighthouses in a vertical position, but not vertically down the realm. I'm stacking it vertically along the side. So I'm not like angling any of my lighthouses when I'm stacking them. I'm just doing them in a straight line. And so I'll do a straight line of, you know, let's say I'm just doing like 30. I'll do a straight line of 30. I, you know, I go down, I darken them all. And I go back up and I put the um, ancient lighthouse up to where I started the stack as, as farther up and over as, as it will. And you'll see, you know, a little bit of the highlight. A little bit of the, um, the ancient lighthouse has water. So you'll see, like, the border of the blue being highlighted, or, excuse me, of um, not being darkened. It's, it's light. And, you know, you put your inventory bubble over it. And you do whatever version of stacking. You know, I do, like, uh, Andrew, and you mentioned that you do the slide. I do the where I hold down for about a second, second mm-hmm. or two, and it, and it darkens up. And I bring my next lighthouse, and I put it all the way up so that uh, only the bottom, well, of course, the ancient lighthouse is only the bottom corner. Is, is exposed. Like, all you can see is a barely little bit of blue light. And, um, and I take my, I take my stacking piece and I move it there and I get right on that bottom, bottom corner and I, I highlight it and it darkens. And I keep, and I keep, uh, doing the same thing. And like you mentioned before, I, I put detailed pictures and I hope they're detailed enough up on ngmocogames.com and a blog of how I did the ancient lighthouses. Hopefully those pictures can help people if they're trying. Yeah, that's a good point. So folks can go there and actually see a little bit of some step-by-step. And then um, Doug still, you know, tends to that blog. So if you have questions, you know, that's a a good place. You can post right to him there. Or he's also active in both forums, the forums and ngmocogames.com and also where he moderates over at, at Mojo Farm. Right, and look for a, uh, I started it, but I haven't got to post it. I was hoping I'd have it posted by the time uh, the podcast aired, but I started a, a mining camp blog so I can show people, because those are the two, well, ancient lighthouses were, they're probably not going to be anymore after the introduction of the first line. But anyway, those were the two hot items that have no realm limits, so I was trying to help more people stack. And a lot of people have trouble with the mining camp, so hopefully this blog will shed some light on how I do it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Now, um, Andrew, what about you? Where do you like to start in a realm? I actually have uh, – I do the complete opposite of what Doug does. And actually, I, I've noticed I, – I actually do the opposite of what most people do. Most people will start, um, as Doug was saying, at the top of the realm and work downwards. And so you're always adding on to the base of the building. Your, your outside corner that you're adding on to is always at the bottom of the building. What I do in, instead is I actually start at the bottoms of the screen. And so w- what that does is whenever I'm adding on to a super stack, I'm actually – the outside border of my super stack is looking at the tops of those buildings. And that's actually very, been very helpful to me. Like the, I, I have very good reasons for doing it because I've tried both methods. And this, this way just seems to work a lot better. And uh, let me just uh, go into a little bit of why. Um, basically, like – there, there are just some situations that you can get into when you're starting at the top of the realm that pretty much force you to reload the realm. Um, there's just a the the thing about starting at the bottom of the realm 
is since you can always see the very the very outside buildings, those outside buildings, their tops are always shown. You can always tell which ones are highlighted and which ones aren't. So let's say let's say instead you're working at the tops of the realm. So you're trying to highlight the the bases of these buildings. Let's say you accidentally highlight one of the buildings that's a little deeper inside the realm, right? Uh, in, inside the stack is what I'm saying. And so now that building you just highlighted is covering the tops of the bu the buildings on the border, and and you can't really see which buildings on the border are highlighted and which ones aren't. So let's say you accidentally tap one of the ones on your border. Well, now that's a highlighted building, so it goes underneath all the um, uh, now that's an unhighlighted building, so it goes underneath all the highlighted buildings, and you can't see it anymore. And um, what I was saying earlier, or I don't, I don't know if I've said it yet on this version of the podcast. <laughs> it's hard to keep track, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. But um, when you when you tap a building, um, that 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 building space suddenly becomes dedicated to that building. So you can't use the same trick where you just highlight another building that's taking up that same footprint and there you go like that entire space is now empty once you tap it that is that building space so you actually have to highlight that exact same building to get that space to be free again or you have to just reload the realm so if you mess up while you're working at the bottom of the realm it's always very easy to tell which buildings on the outside border are highlighted and which ones aren't. And it's also very easy to tell, like if you accidentally click on one of the outside borders, it never gets hidden underneath some highlighted building. The top is always there showing. So that's, that's, that's really the reason why I always um, stack at the bottom. And I've never had any problems. Like I, I know people have a lot of problems with the mining camps. Um, part, of, part of the trouble I think with that is that the base has to be uh, it has to be obvious enough that you can tell which which of the buildings are highlighted like like if you have a base sticking out you can tell that that base is there I know with like the ancient lighthouses like you were saying there's just a little blue um, blue glow that you have to keep track of that that can be pretty hard to do and so um, for me, it's much easier to see the solid tops of the buildings. And you can just work off of that and, and um, always know which ones are highlighted and which ones aren't. Yeah, real quick to um, talk about when you're talking about the mining camps for the people that told you definitely can, the way I do it, you definitely cannot see the base of the building that you're trying to re-highlight in the stack. Or, or not to, excuse me, to re-highlight. Like the, new, the newest asset, that you, the newest mining camp that you add to the super stack, you cannot see the bottom. you got to really... You gotta really understand the asset, understand. So finding the sweet spot on the on the mining camps is what so many people have some troubles with. And real quick, if uh, if anybody's having issues, see if I can describe it. Um, I use a scarecrow because for the mines, and I only use a scarecrow for the mines. I, I don't use them for anything else. But for the mining camps, I use it. And um, UK Hippo um, from Mojo Farm actually told me that this is how he does it. So I started using the scarecrow, and I started having a lot. Um, better success because it, it can't be rotated, so there's more of an in inventory bubble that you can that you can click without doing anything. So the the mine camps, if you look at them, have have like the little like stone area, and then it goes down to where that little tent is. It goes I don't know, like a dip, like a like a reverse L shape, like a right angle almost. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where I found that you have to hit the sweet spot on the um, mine camps. And if you put the scarecrow right where that should be, like I said, you can't see it the way. 
the way you can with the ancient lighthouses. Like you can see that little blue blue spot on that ancient lighthouse. It's on the mining camps. You can't see it, so you have to just sort of move your scarecrow right along it and try to tap it and get it. Yeah. And, and for, it, real quick, for folks that might be wondering when you, why you're talking about the scarecrow, you're using the scarecrow as the asset to tap to generate the. Yeah. Bubble. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. The stacking piece. Yeah. I'm using that as a as an asset to do it. And right. Like I said, and, hopefully, I'll have a blog put up where where you can actually see what I'm talking about. But if you go to like um, my you know Kingdom Two Main, you can see that I've got tailor shops and mines that are super stacked, and that's exactly how I was doing it with the mining mining uh, shop uh, camps. Right. Because a reminder, in order to generate that bubble, you have to tap an asset, and that brings right. up the bubble of return to inventory or sell or whatever. And some people use a road, some people use another of the asset that they're stacking, and and you were explaining why you like to use the scarecrow to do that. Right, only only for the mining camps. So I use the road for everything else, and the road is great because roads can go under anything. They don't they don't have a footprint. So, for instance, if I want to try to if I want to try to do some do some you know design stacking more than super stacking, I'll put my road under a bunch of things and, you know, keep track of where it is. And, and that's how I can get to re-highlight certain things that are in the middle. It's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I actually noticed, though, um, yeah, I, I kind of noticed what you were saying, that you kind of have to have, like, the perfect item and perfect positioning to get exactly the building highlighted you want. I noticed that on Tails' um, video, he, like, had it zoomed in a certain distance, and he was, like, describing exactly where the bubble needs to be and exactly where your finger should be if you're trying to get this building or that building. And, um, yeah, and that that's part of what discouraged me from super stacking at first, too, is because I was stacking at the top there. But there, there's really a lot of, there seems to be a lot of leeway with that sort of stuff when you're, when you start stacking at the bottom. Um, I, I really don't have a, a certain zoom that I need to be in. Like sometimes I'll even zoom out completely. And um, since the, since the tops of the building kind of extend away from the base, you can actually, um, you can actually drag your finger a little distance away from the base and still be getting exactly the building you want. It, it seemed like it was it was just so much harder for the game to figure out which building you wanted when you're stacking at the at the top of the screen and um, trying to get toward a certain base that you might not even be able to see. Do you think that's more from your experience in doing it like that, or do you think it's because I'm able I'm able to do the same like the same thing you're talking about? I can do it from all the way zoomed in. And I can do I can do almost every asset from all the way zoomed out. I have a little issue still with the mining camp because I just started super stacking them all the way zoomed out. But I use. I can use a bunch of, you know, I've said, zooming out, having having the, the realms and doubt makes it a lot easier because you can drag your assets faster, but you can mm-hmm. see everything where you don't do it. That's what I'm saying. Do you think it's more because you have more experience on stacking from the bottom from the bottom corner that you're able to do it like that? Do you think everybody would have the same? Um, um I think I think at least uh, at least the fact that when what I was saying earlier, when you when you're highlighting a building, when you accidentally highlight a building inside the stack, it's not covering mm-hmm. up the tops of your building. At least that that fact alone would make the mechanics a lot easier. Right. Yes. You're talking about when you are you talking about when you're highlighting the building or when you unhighlight the building. Like are you talking about let's say you've done you know fourteen columns of something. Are you talking about mm-hmm. when you accidentally unhighlight it or are you talking about when you when you rehighlight it? Well, usually you're trying to um, highlight the outside of your building. Uh, every right. time you add a new building, you want to highlight it again. Well, sometimes you accidentally highlight one that's a little deeper into the stack. You know what I mean? Right. 
yeah, and and that'll that'll cover up the the tops of the building on the out the buildings on the outside. And so if the base isn't very obvious, and you accidentally hit one of the buildings on the outside border, then that gets hidden underneath the buildings you've already highlighted and the one that you've highlighted a little deeper into the stack. So you kind of lose that building, and then you you yeah. kind of have to reload the realm at that point. So guys, I here's, a, to- here's a true sign of uh, super stacking too much. I just know what a once you start doing it, you'll, you'll remember yeah, so, so when I do that, I just kind of like go. Yeah, let me bring it down to a few other more basic questions here. So, mm-hmm. so, so setting aside your experience and, and doing super stacking, try to think back to when you started. Which buildings are easier? I want each of you to give a suggestion on, it may not be the most profitable one to super stack, but if somebody wanted to just play around to learn the technique, what would be an easier type of building to play with at first? Doug, what do you think is easiest to super stack for a beginner? Um, I think the, that's a good question. I think the Ruby Groves are pretty, I, I found those to be pretty easy. Same with the tailor shops. Um, the tailor shops are definitely a cheap enough item where you can buy a bunch of them and it won't affect your coin stack to sit there and, and, and uh, learn how to do it. Okay. But those are the easiest two items. I, I mean, the easiest item for me to super stack is ancient lighthouses. I'm not sure why, because people have a lot of issues with it. But that's the one I can do the fastest. Okay. I actually agree with Doug about the the tailor shops. The the thing with the tailor shops is it's a very short building, so the top of the building is very close to the base, and also it's got that nice red rose at the top or whatever it is, telling you exactly where the center of that building is. So you could just aim for it right underneath that every single time. So one thing folks could do is just buy like, you know, just buy a dozen tailor shops and try to create a row of like four of them and then go back or just play around with the technique first, maybe before they're investing or doing it with an asset that, you know, they're having a little bit more trouble with. Right. Super second definitely does not need to be done with a lot of buildings. Like there are a lot of assets. I just have like 12 or 16 of just random things. I just super stack them. And, um, you know, it's actually, um, the easiest, the true easiest item I've ever found, and this is memory, is the, uh, the Minotaur, Minotaur, um, not the maze pieces, but the actual, um, the asset, the things that you could order from. That's what I found. I, I just did them the other day, and that's the only reason I remembered. And there's no reason really, people don't have enough of them really to super stack, but if you have like six or eight or ten, and you're in a different, different, um, like obviously what those are the top, what are the top 60? Those are like a level 60, and there's 75 levels. So you, they're not even, a building that's ordered from very much. If you pull those out into a side realm and start trying with those, it's very easy to do. You're talking about the square maze that people Right, yeah, the little square, yeah, the one that costs like, I mean, that's, don't buy a bunch to do it with because the returns aren't good enough for the days, but let's say you had, you know, five or six or ten in your main realm, I think I had, you know, 50 or whatever, so I just, when I moved them, I super stacked them. I I remember thinking like, wow, these are really easy to super stack, possibly one of the easiest items. And and do you find that it's easier to super stack the same items on top of each other versus having one type of building a row and then trying to put another kind of building on top of it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually it's actually dangerous to try to put um, a, another building onto a, another building super stack because um, they don't arrange themselves the same way. So you, what you might end up doing is just getting that that second type of building just stuck in the middle of your first super stack and then it's just gone. You can't you can't click on it or move it or just or find it again. And so right, it's always you, Yeah. But, but just real quick, what like an example of what you're saying is a Ruby Grove footprint 
is not recognized by a sapphire growth footprint. So if you're stacking a line of ruby groves, you'll notice that you can put the sapphire grove over it or any other asset, you know, like any asset's footprints. So if you're not super stacking the same asset, they're not recognized by each other. So you can just, for instance, if you um, create a, like a super grove, like a, of a 196 grove, that's the reason you can hide other things in it. You know, so the, the footprints aren't recognized if they're not the same assets. Okay. Okay, so another point, Doug, you made where sometimes you will just um, super stack a relatively small number, like less than 20 of something. You know, for those of us that have been playing a while, we have a ton of stuff in our inventory from the gift cart. Right. You know, and so, but you may think, well, you know, gee, I have all of these wizard towers, for example, or just pick some asset that maybe you don't necessarily want to design with, or you don't think that it's really that profitable to take up a lot of space with it. But if you stack or even super stack those together, you can put those, you know, 10 or 20 or 30 items in kind of a small little space, right, in one of your realms. And then you, it's a great way if you want to clean out you know, your inventory and just put a bunch of that stuff in there to earn idle income, super stacking would give you a way to do that, right? Right. And it lets you it lets you pretty much empty out your inventory into such a smaller space. People, um, I know uh, Jade, Jade Cam, I hope I pronounced her name right, J-A-D-E-K-A-M, just spent a long time creating a design realm that is all super stacked items from the gift card. And, I mean, it looks amazing. It, it takes up less spot. It takes up um, less space, and I just did a, I just did half of one of my realms with a bunch of stuff I had in the inventory, higher earning inventory, and stuff that would. There's probably about there's probably about 800 actual assets in it, and it takes up less than half the realm just on top. Just the way I, you know, super stacking really gives you more more space to work with. Well, you can mm-hmm. get some interesting colors and patterns, right? When oh, you definitely. Know. And That's I actually cool. remember I remember when when the when Enchi Mocha was giving everyone just dozens of Zen gardens. There's a lot of people complaining about wanting other items and you know there's their stacks didn't look very good in their realms. But actually um, when you when you stack them in a certain direction, what would happen is the the tree the tree part of it would kind of like stack on itself and just make a really nice looking grove. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you know stacks don't always have to look kind of ugly and be like over at the side of your realm. You can actually make it a big uh, super stack like this part of your design again, and sometimes it really looks good. And Andrew, you and mentioned that once. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead. If you're listening, NG Moco, I will take as many Zen Gardens as you'd like to give me. I have 2,000 XP every 24 hours all day long. I was going to say, yeah, they're, they're, they're actually nice earners too. But right. Andrew, you yeah. made the point about the paint. I love the artist studio. I order from that a lot when I visit people. Um, I just think it's, uh, I, I, I just love that little asset. And Andrew, you made the comment once about how pretty they can be when you super stack them. Oh, definitely. They're, they're just by themselves. They're one of the nicest looking buildings and they're very good earners too. And, and so, yeah, yeah, that's, I, I, I try to put one, uh, a stack of those into every realm. There's only a realm of, a, of about 20, but you know, since it's so colorful, you can just make the, you, you can just put it anywhere and look, looks really good. One thing I don't know if we mentioned this time, um, but it's so important. I want to bring it up. You guys, we talked before about saving and how important oh, yeah. it is to periodically save while you're doing this. And just to let people know, because you're in redesign mode, saving just means, you know, clicking that green a spot, check mark, check mark uh-huh. and then going back into redesign mode. Because if you, if you crash or you exit the game um, while you're in redesign mode, um, depending upon how you re-enter the game, whether you 
are able to go back in immediately or not will determine whether you're at the same spot you were when you crashed, right? Mm-hmm. And right. so and I was told I, I was told to click and save and and wait a there was no certain amount of seconds, but I, I always click and save and, and wait like at least ten or fifteen seconds because there's a problem with the all the redesigns that you're doing saving to the server being recognized by the server or something. I'm not um, familiar with AppCode at all, but when I emailed um, feedback, that was the response I got. And so I save when I super stack. I save every twenty five to thirty because I've I've had as little as um, after excuse me every, after super stacking thirty assets. I've had as little as not saving after 50, all the items go back into the same spot that they were before, and it really can be frustrating mm-hmm. if you've done a large amount of redesign or large amount of super stack to watch all your work perish. <laughs> right. Now, Andrew, when you go to um, plan out one of your realms, you have sort of a, um, or at least I've observed, it seems that you have kind of a strategy for how you place things to get the m- most stuff in the smallest amount of space yeah Talk and it's actually it's actually a really simple strategy basically um, if you have a stack of a hundred items you'll save the most space by making a square stack of 10 by 10 and that's just a rule that that goes in anything just anytime you like even when you're trying to empty out your inventory maybe you'll maybe have nine or ten of an item well it makes no sense to make as square a stack as possible because that saves the most amount of space Okay, so, so so in general, yeah. try to do try to if you're going to stack a group of things, um, try to do them uh, go make a square. So you're going the same amount across as you are down. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Like, like ruby, rubies are fourteen by fourteen. If you're making a perfect square of the rubies, if you have the max amount. Mm-hmm. So you can just go online and look up the realm limit of whatever your, uh, item you're doing and just plan it out in advance. Okay. And now uh, the realm limit, by the way, the realm limit is located in the. Um, Links guides and info section of Mojo Farm. We have um, we have that written down in there, and it's, it's pretty much in alphabetical order and singleized thanks to some of our people who are very good at BB code. Well, and that's another great reason to go to the fan forums. I mean, the forums themselves are are really lively, and you learn a lot that way. But both sites, Mojo Farm and NGMogo Games, also has useful information. On Mojo Farm, the business guide that's uh, in, on the website itself only goes so far, but if you go into the forum, there's then a forum section that has a lot more of this kind of what we call business information. And then at ngmocogames.com, they also have a lot there too, where it gives you not only like the returns for an item or the cost or how long to build, but you know, is there a limit to how many you can put in a realm and, and that kind of information. Um, also, what about, how do you guys deal with the fact that there's, you know, this lag um, sometimes when you're harvesting mm. or when you're bringing things out and, and you want to try to get through it without crashing. What, what are some of the things you've learned about how to deal with that? I throw my iPad out the window. <laughs> oh, no, <I'm> just, <laughs> no, I just, uh, the way I do it is I do a hard reset of my, if I'm going to pull a lot of stuff out of inventory, and I've been told by um, other players that just, just closing out of the multi-task bar works, but I do a hard reset to kind of clear my memory of my iPad because I, I don't know if it's server side lag or if it's you know my side lag or whatever. So I do that, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. You just kind of have to. I, I try to move as fast as I can. I try to move my fingers as fast as I can to you know get about three or four out before the lag really starts kicking in. Yeah, there are a lot of yeah, tricks, tricks you can. 
Yeah, there's a lot of tricks you can use, and I, I, I've, I've obviously I've been stacking for a while, so so I found a lot of these little strategies you can use with the mechanics. Um, so yeah, um, I actually here's the thing, I actually have always played Reroll on an iPod Touch, and I know that the 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 um, the iOS is I mean iOS is the same pretty much, um, but the interface for Reroll is a lot different. So what what I'll do is. I've got I've got a certain process that I use to harvest all my realms that I'd love to walk through with you guys. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'll I'll just do it um, for people who are playing the playing We Roll on an iPhone or on an iPod Touch, and hopefully um, people on the iPad, which I know there are a lot of you, um, will be able to translate some of that um, at least with some of the more basic mechanics of how things work. So one of the one of the things I use quite often is something I call a ghost tap. And basically what that is, is I'm sure we've all experienced um, us, you know, clicking on a button maybe, and we was lagging a little bit, so it takes some time for that button click to register. So it might be a while, like let's say you just wanna, um, let's say you're on iPod Touch, our redesign mode is inside the inventory. So you have to click the inventory, and then a new screen pops up, and then there's the redesign button at the top corner or whatever. So if we just want to get into that, like it takes two clicks, and we have to wait each time between each click, wait for that inventory to pop up, and then click on that redesign button. And what I've discovered is that um, if you actually hit that inventory button, you can actually tap that spot where you know the redesign button is going to show up, and the game will just process all of it in an instant once the lag stops. And so you can ju- you can line up all sorts of I-, I like to call them ghost taps. You can line up your ghost taps um, to do basically whatever you want, and as long as you know where those buttons are going to be, you might not even see the inventory screen show up. It'll just process it just in an instant, and you save a lot of time doing that. So, yeah, and so one of the techniques I use when I'm stacking is um, a lot of the time it can be a pain, like you don't want to have to hit the check mark button and then hit the build button and then hit the redesign button to do a save because it takes a lot of time between each, clip, each tap, right? So what you can do instead is just hit all three in a row and you don't have to wait at all. As soon as the lag is over, it is all three, and you're back into redesign mode. It's like nothing ever happened, and your entire realm is saved. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, so that's definitely been really helpful. I know you guys were saying that sort of thing kind of um, does apply to iPad users also. Yeah, yeah, it applies uh, on the iPad as well. Our redesign is right on the the top screen, but that lag. You know, what you're talking about the lag and the ghost taps. I don't know if anyone else does this. When their game is like sitting there loading and it looks kind of frozen, like it's lag, I start moving my finger really fast trying to do something. And once the game comes back, it starts going from side to side really fast. So I don't know if anyone else does that. But that's like what he, what what the lag is. But yeah, you can while while rules um, lagging. If you know where that redesign button is, you can for sure hit it on the iPad and it'll, it'll take you right into redesign mode. Exactly. So or the build so, menu or whatever you have to have to get into. As long as you know where the buttons are and, and you tap. It works like the the game recognizes the taps. It's just taking a little bit. Yeah, and and actually, I I tend to use that a lot when I'm doing harvest. One of the one of the other uh, mechanics that some people might not be aware of is I, I I'm not sure I'm not completely sure if this works on the iPad, but at least on the uh, on iPod Touch and I assume on iPhone, if you 
if for example you start harvesting a building, um, if you that 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 loading bar starts going right, and you usually you know you wait for it to finish loading, and then the coins and experience pop up. Actually, on on an iPhone and an iPod Touch, if you if you start that harvesting and then open up the inventory really fast, what it'll do is it'll it won't the game won't wait for that entire loading bar to get there. It'll actually cut it off at about thirty percent and just harvest it just like that. So you can just like that you can um, you can you know harvesting a certain building takes about a third of the time because you don't have to wait for the loading bar to get all the way to the end. So so an, another an, another mechanic added on to that is is that when you start harvesting a building, usually you have to wait until the entire loading bar gets finished, and then it might lag a little bit at that 99% point, and then finally your coins and experience pop up. But what you can do instead, at least on the iPhone and the iPod Touch, is you can actually, instead of waiting for that entire bar to go through, you can just hit that harvest and then open up your inventory right away. And what that does is the game won't actually wait for it to get all the way to 100%. It actually cuts off at about 30% instead. And so it takes about a third of the time to complete your harvest. And so what you can do added on to that, there's another secret um, within the mechanics of Wii Rule. Um, a lot of people have trouble, especially using the Harvest Orb, let's say your realm is super stacked, or even if it's not super, even if it's not really stacked, Sometimes you'll you'll start harvesting with the harvest orb, and you wait the entire distance or whatever, the entire loading bar, and your realm will just crash. And that happens a lot to people. And it's even if, like I was saying, even if the realm isn't fully stacked. And one way I found to get around that is if you if you start the harvesting on your harvest orb, then switch into redesign mode. What that does is it removes all the little floating coin bubbles that are above every building. And what I've realized is when you harvest the normal way, all those, I, I feel like the animation of those loading bars during the lag kind of gets built up in the system, kind of. And so, and so when the lag finally ends, it's not only processing the harvesting, it's also processing all those animations. And so if you switch into redesign mode really fast, all of those animations are gone before your harvesting actually stops. And so what happens is you just wait there in redesign mode. You won't be able to see the loading bubble, but it'll still it'll still be there working. And uh, you'll and after a little bit of lag, your coins and experience will pop up. And for me, that almost never ever crashes the game. It's been very helpful to me. Another way to another way to make all those bubbles go away is to just stack one item, and the bubbles usually will will stay gone away. Have you had that experience too? That's happened in the past. It's it's not really consistent for me. Sometimes they'll just yeah, it's reappear. Not a hundred percent anymore. It seems like, and I think it's really annoying when you're uh, in the middle of a design trying to super stack onto a thing that that needs to be harvested, so you just have to exit and do it. But definitely, can you still manually harvest stuff you super stack, or do you pretty much only do it in a realm where you have a a harvest orb? I can um, I can manually do it, but there's no uh, there's no point anymore. You know, like as long as you've got the orb, as long as you have one orb in your kingdom, you can inventory that orb and, and bring it to any realm you want. That's a good but point. But it's definitely possible, and you definitely just have to you have to know where the base is. It was just like the, right under, you know, Andrew said it, and possibly the first podcast. I'm not sure, but right under the the coin is, is the base, and that's almost the same exact spot 
that you're highlighting to stack. And if, if you know that spot, you can hit it, and you're going to be able to harvest it. Have you ever accidentally bought or sold a harvest worm? Oh, yeah, it's happened before. But thankfully, by that point, um, I already knew the trick that Doug was mentioning earlier. Anything you do in redesign mode, you can undo all of it just by closing the app and um, before you hit that green button, that green check button. But not, but not when you buy one, you can't. <laughs> but I've never, <laughs> luckily, I've never bought one. And, um, and But uh, I definitely sold one, 35,000 coins. <laughs> if anyone's wondering how much you get for a harvest orb, it's thirty-five thousand coin. I don't recommend selling them. Ouch! Do you now? Do you guys ever have, or very often, do you have people come and order f- from a business that you have stacked? Not anymore. I used to at the beginning, but I get the only the only time I get it is if I ha- I have some chateaus that are stacked and some. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, chimeras, chimeras or whatever. The chimera, um, yeah. And those are, and those are used in, um, excuse me, those are used for goals. So every once in a while, someone will go up there and order it. But uh, I don't usually get orders on my on my super stack items. How about you, Andrew? Yeah, sometimes those come in. And uh, the sad thing is I usually don't even notice because when I, when I enter the room, there's usually so much lag that I don't really want to, you know, zoom out and look at the whole kingdom. I'm just working within that limited space that you start out with. So most of the time, I just miss those orders and never know they even happen. I'm always so surprised. I mean, people, for whatever reason, order a lot from things I have stacked. And I, I so far, I mean, I've been able to accept every order, but I always have this sort of unspoken thought as I'm trying it that I'm only going to try for so long. And if I can't find the spot, you know, to accept it, then I'm really sorry. And I think there was one order I spoiled that way because I just couldn't accept it. You know, I mean, I kept trying. I was tapping everywhere, and I couldn't get the order to come up, you know. and uh, definitely, definitely, That's definitely a, a, a danger of, of, I know certain people stack um, the Dragon Slayer dens too close to each other and stuff like that. It's, it's hard to order from those as well, but... Um, once you know the basis, like I said, once once you are addicted to the game enough and play enough hours and know the basis of all the items, they're pretty easy to accept. But yeah. um, I don't recommend ordering from items that are super stacked. Like Andrew said, sometimes you don't even notice. If you've got your harvest orb in the middle of your kingdom, where you zoom in on, the, especially like an iPhone or iPad, touch, you might not even, you probably don't even zoom out to your kingdom, do you? Andrew, mm-hmm. you don't even zoom out. No, no. Yeah, you Barely ever unless I... Move on, your, move on with your life. You know, once especially you have like a realm that has 2,000 items, you're not even looking at them anymore because you just want to harvest as fast as you can and get out. Exactly, exactly. All right, guys. Well, I'm, I'm afraid to push our luck much farther. Um, we've, had, we've been at this for hours, and I don't remember everything that we talked about on which podcast. So, um, you know, some of the things aren't going to make it to our audience, but um, I think we did the best that we could at trying to go back and sort of recreate the discussion each time. Um, and I want to thank you so much for all the extra time that that uh, took out of the day for each of you. Do either of you have anything else you want to add to this podcast before I close it up? Uh, yeah, real quick, if uh, anyone has any specific questions or questions about stacking, you just can't get it, feel free to either PM me at Mojo Farm, come make a, a, a new thread, whatever, any any specific questions, like I said, feel free to PM me. I've taught, I've taught several people how to super stack, and, um, you know, talking about it in a broad manner like this might not be the best for each individual, but if, if I'm able to get, you know, give people individual pointers on what works for them. Everybody, everybody can super stack. I just know it. <laughs> so we all have the potential. 
Everybody yeah. believes that. Everybody except me. Yeah, I'll get there eventually. But that's a great point. Both mojo-farm.com and ngmocogames.com has very active forums where people are really helpful. Doug is there at both, and there are other folks there as well. Um, Andrew, are are you you're at Mojo Farm? Do you have you made your way over to ngmocogames.com yet? Um, I haven't had a chance to start a blog there yet, but I that's definitely a possibility. Yep. I, I think I, I hope we didn't get bogged down too much and try to describe everything that's happening on the screen. A lot of this is very visual stuff. So yeah, I'll I'll try to start a blog there in the future. Maybe post some pictures and videos to kind of help this process along nice for some people. A nice little uh, snowballing blog would be pretty good over there. Yeah. I really understand. Yeah, oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, a lot of people. Um, um, I'm sure they appreciate it. That's right. <laughs> um, and that's a great way too to zero in on on asking questions to specific to specific people when they have a blog there. Then you right. can direct your question right there. But but these guys are also very active in the forums as well. And there is a private message capability if, if you don't want to ask your question in the forum. But I would encourage folks to do that because if you have the question, I promise you somebody else will too. And right. I've learned a lot you know, by the questions other people have posted. So that would be great. And then there's also the... Um, I brought up the We Rulers page on Facebook, which is another way in which um, folks are helping each other and uh, sharing their love of the game. So and we covered the, the, ad, the admin of that chance um, six eighty one. If she does not know the answer, or nobody on that for on that Facebook page knows the answer, she's very active and very um, you know motivated to find an answer. By whether by emailing emailing feedback, emailing support, you know. She sends me a couple PMs to see if I know certain answers. If not, I try to, you know, we all try to find the answers on, I'm pretty much based. So that, that's, a, it's a, that's a definitely a good thing. If people are very familiar with Facebook and don't, aren't familiar with forums, then that's a definitely great place to go for help. Absolutely. And since you brought up snowballing, I think, Andrew, we're going to have to uh, have you back to the podcast and really talk about building XP because, you know, the stacking is, is a fabulous tool for people that want to design and organize um, their realms or, or create pretty and interesting images in their realms. But it's also a fantastic way to raise coins and to level up. And you've definitely mastered that. Um, I've asked you so many times, but just to make sure it does make it to air, you hit a billion at Christmas. And on Christmas Day. On Christmas yes. Day, and you're on your you're quickly approaching about 1.5. Yes, that's right. Very good. So, so you're going to have to come back, and we'll talk about that because there are definitely strategies for. Um, choosing those businesses and uh, for earning XP but I think this this podcast discussion hopefully gives people at least the basics on what stacking is and some of the techniques involved um, and then we can continue the discussion for those that want to try to earn the most XP they can or to earn it the fastest they can or to earn it with the least amount of realms devoted to it I mean there's a lot of discussion I think that we could have about that subject so anything else Andrew that you want to share in closing I think we've pretty much covered everything yeah I think we have at least uh, I think we're talked out we've been at it for hours oh yeah we've covered everything <laughs> at least once at least once probably yeah. multiple times so guys thank you so much I really appreciate your time um, everyone you can find us over at the forums I'm registered as Lisa in both places my plus name is Lisa Dreams and I appreciate all your feedback and suggestions, and 
I'll see you again. Uh, I think I have a feeling now episode five is going to be about um, XP, but we'll we'll see when we get there. So have a great day, everyone, and happy ruling. Have a beautiful day, in fact. Bye-bye. Thank you.